huge news, guys, that happened last week, as is the Marvel movie news want to do. James Gunn returns to Guardians Volume 3. We cannot make that up. It's 100% true. Endgame gets a new description, and we're taking lots of fan questions today on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Uh, good afternoon to you, our Merry Marvelites. How y'all doing? This is a fun week. This is a fun week. We're gonna. It's it's a slower news week. Yeah. Uh, we are the Marvel Movie News, muting our phones and coming to you live from Mickey Mouse's secret meeting between the Avengers and the X Men. Uh, Finally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. This is Zia Anderson. Hi guys. This is Christian Blatt. Oh! <laughs> uh, we are now co- specifically corporate chills of just Disney. I guess Sony a little bit. Yeah, we still so have to. Bit. We still have to give it up for uh, you know Venom and you know the Spider Verse. That's Morbius. true. That's true. Yeah. We're not just Disney shills now. But give them time. That said, Disney, my phone's on. Uh, <laughs> it's just muted. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a big week, obviously, with the Disney merger going official. We're going to get into some stuff that's coming from that. Uh, if you like watching our show, be sure to rate, subscribe, uh, like, click the buttons, all of them, whichever platform you're on. Leave us a rating, a review. All of it helps find more people, get more people to find this show and get their Marvel news. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN, which we've got Colt Badeau. Thank you, Colt. Tweeting from the Star Jammer. And we thank you to our engineer in the booth, Brie Anna. If I can't come it up works. with one on the spot, I can now just creify anyone's name. <laughs> it's a sweet workaround. I was going to call her Brie Larson, but uh, Brianna is probably better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's just dive right in to the big story of the week, which ha- it, the news broke last Friday. Um, and honestly, we usually are like, oh, the news broke so close to our show. Can you imagine if we had to cover this as well as the Endgame trailer and Captain Marvel a week ago? James yeah. Gunn. So, James Gunn, the writer-director of Guardians Volume 1, Guardians Volume 2, is officially, shockingly, back in the director's chair for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Ah. And don't it feel good? Yeah, finally. Goodness gracious, Disney finally got their head out of their butt. It, it was, it, like, a lot of people, like, <laughs> including myself, like, I, we've said it, I think we've talked about this story plenty on the program before, and we were pretty much set that, like, he wasn't coming back. Like, it was going to, it's going to be bad, but, like, it, it was unfortunate, but, like, it wasn't happening. Yeah, it's but, a lot of times it's hard to convince corporations to, you know, reverse course on anything. I mean, obviously, all the reactions people had, including people in the cast, it was it was something, but was uh, I don't know that uh, I expected him to do it. It's certainly not at this point. That, so that really surprised me, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah. So to recap for anybody who who didn't hear the news uh, last week, what what happened was Disney came out and they said that he uh, they were bringing him back on as director. Um, they had basically decided that because of how well James Gunn had handled. The situation, they were very open to him coming back, which is just like goes to show you: be an adult, be respectful, 
be understanding, like own your mistakes. That's what that was the big thing that he owned that he had messed up. And it, yes, this the how they handled it was not great, but they also respected how he handled him getting let go. I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, and you're right. Yeah, you know, handle things respectfully. Be an adult. Take responsibility. Fine. Absolutely. Everyone should do that. Um, but I, I wonder if it's more they were like, oh, no, we don't like the direction this movie is going. We need James Gunn. <laughs> I mean, there may have been part of that. They may have been. So that's possible. Um, it, so Alan Horn uh, and Bob Iger were the ones who, I guess, had to make the decision. Yeah. That's Bob, Disney CEO Bob Iger and the president, Alan Horn. Because like this, that's how far up this went. This was beyond Feige's decision. Wow. This is from the top brass. Um they had to so according to deadline they they met with mul- they uh they met with gun on a bunch of times since he got fired yeah um and they uh, reportedly were persuaded by everything that he had said by his public apologies and all that and that was why they decided to let him back on the project it could also be that they it, now the stories all say that they never met with any other directors my instinct tells me that maybe if they didn't, maybe they didn't meet with directors, but I bet you they put out calls, and mm-hmm. everyone was just like, "No, yeah, you don't," because there's no for any director walking into that circumstance, there's no positive to be gained. Yeah, I mean, and Taika Waititi for having done Ragnarok, I think a lot of people thought that was a good choice, and he was very publicly said that yeah, I'm not interested. I don't even know Ooh. if he met with anyone. He just was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do it." it well, it's the kind of thing where he, he would probably be the the best case scenario because he's in the family already yeah, with sure. Marvel. But, but he would always, it would always inevitably you would, you, you get the comparisons of, but it's not James Gunn's guardians. Now it's Taika Waititi's guardians. And what right. would it have been with this? And like, you don't want, it's the same problem that Ant-Man had. The original, the original Ant-Man is you, you look at it and you're like, but what would Edgar Wright's Ant-Man have been? Because we want to see that. Even as much as, like, Peyton Reed's Ant-Man was good, I would love to see what Edgar Wright, a much more, like, stylized and specific Mm -hmm. filmmaker, could have done with that film. Well, Uh, and I think, oh, just Taika even said that... um... It was. It's James Gunn. It has James Gunn written all over it. He's like, I'm not going to come in and change it and make it or, like, try to take over a project that's not mine. Like, that just doesn't... It just doesn't make any sense. It's because he worked the entire script. They're going to keep the script and then get a different direct. Like it just yeah. All of and, that makes and reportedly no sense. Adam McKay had been approached, but he <laughs> sort of like he sort of like hinted that they had talked to him, but like he was also like ah, I don't know. Um, then he said he wanted to make Silver Surfer, which uh, that could be cool. That could be very cool. Uh, I think from a from a corporate standpoint, I think that uh, they were very cognizant of. What's the public reaction to James Gunn doing Suicide Squad 2? People seem okay with it. Mm-hmm. There's not like, hey, but what about those tweets? Everybody seems cool with that. All right, let's put out the tri- trial balloon. So I think we're going to use this script. Everybody cool? <laughs> and, then, and then there's not much. It's like, okay, so now we're going to hire him back. And supposedly they had made the decision a little while ago, uh, and they uh, only announced it. Uh, you know, whereas, look, there had been the announcement that Brian Singer was supposed to direct Red Sonia. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, actually, no, Brian Singer is not directing Red Sonja because very different situations. I understand the allegations against them, but that was not received well. So I think that uh, what they I think that they were very mindful of all of that, both of those situations. And there's also there's a huge there's a huge difference between some tweets and what Brian Singer did. Right. We're not going to get into just Uh, in terms of allegations and public reaction. I think that uh, they were watching how all of that played out. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so 
Uh, James Gunn put out a statement, uh, and I'll, I'll read it for, for you guys in case you're curious. I am tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months. I am always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being I can be. I deeply appreciate Disney's decision, and I am excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Love to you all. And That's just a sincere, yeah. like, he is, I, he is probably dancing. Yeah. Just some, oh, yeah. some some sweet eighty late eighties uh tunes. Um, yeah, and probably <laughs> gonna, you know, maybe not really be on Twitter that much. Uh I just the But he returned to Twitter. Right. Uh interesting comment in the chat that I thought is uh worth reading from Nacho Man Andy Cabbage. Amazing name. I had to give you full credit for that. Uh, it's like Deadpool 1 and 2. Deadpool 1 by Tim Miller is better, in my opinion. They're noticeably different. They are definitely, they definitely feel very different. I agree. So yeah. I think a Guardians 3 could still have been very good, depending on who did it. But uh, the fact that you'll you'll get the same guy who did the first two, uh, I think have a lot of people you know breathing a sigh of relief. And look. Suicide Squad 2 might actually be good now. So you see, everybody wins in different fandoms hey, across hey, the board. Hey, I liked Suicide Squad. You would. And <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Um, but it does bring up the other thing. So the part of this whole thing is James Gunn is attached to write Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. And that's not going away. So part of this whole deal and part of why I imagine this took a little bit of time for them to announce is that they worked it out with uh, between Warner Brothers and Disney and Gunn, he is going to finish Suicide Squad 2 before they begin production on Guardians 3. Hmm. So don't expect Guardians anytime soon, because not only does Suicide Squad 2 is filming this year, which means it's going to see, I believe it's releases next year. I think I've seen that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, so that means Guardians won't start production until next year. But that also has caveats because Chris Pratt has a very busy shooting, shooting schedule because he's doing the next Jurassic World film that completes that trilogy. So mm-hmm. they have to make all of these things line up now, not to mention whatever stuff like Dave Bautista's working on. And, mm-hmm. you, and, like, and I mean, and don't, don't forget how busy you know, Zoe Saldana is. Zoe I mean, Saldana. Yeah, every, yeah. And Vin Diesel's got to record those three yeah. words. Mantis is around, you know, so you could just do a Mantis movie, which I would see. I I would watch that, yeah. yeah. Coordinating any shooting schedule for a film is very complicated, and this one is going to be even more so. But everyone signed on. I'm sure the cast, which was always supportive of him, is 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 elated to have him back. Especially Dave Bautista, who was was ready to not do the movie. Come back, and then he's like, (laughs) "It's sort of in my contract." Um, so yeah, if it's 2022, uh, I'll still be just as I'll be even more excited because I'll have had more time to wait for it. And I uh, would rather wait for a better product. Agreed. Than have them try to rush something out just to please fans. Just give it time. Um, I uh, from the chat and uh, the correction I misspoke. He is uh, the he is writing and directing Suicide yes. Squad two, mm-hmm. thus being super super busy. Because if he was just writing it, then you know, it would he could turn easier, it in and, but, and walk away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. We will get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three eventually. Yay. Yeah, um, we don't know when any film is coming out from from Phase uh, Four, except for Spider Man. So, yeah, I mean, we we have like a you know an inkling on Eternals, but we don't really know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of uh, moving to Phase Four, let's talk about Endgame oh. here for a bit. Uh, they put out a new description. 
that's that's the news this week, guys. Um, but a, where do you see what else we have? No, but uh, <laughs> but it's actually so. I, I, normally descriptions can be very spoilery, but like good news, this is not. Um, this very it's a very clean description. Like they're uh, the Russos are being very clear. Like they don't want to mess with how you're going to film see this film. Um, the grave course of events set in motion by Thanos that wiped out half the universe and fractured the Avengers ranks. This is a really run-on sentence here, guys. All right, I'm going to start over at the top, take a deep breath. Let's see if I can finish this. that does not exist. (laughs) The grave course of events set in motion by Thanos that wiped out half the universe and fractured the Avengers ranks compels the remaining Avengers to take one final stand in Marvel Studios' grand conclusion to 22 films, Avengers Endgame. So that description gives us nothing. (laughs) So pretty much exactly what we knew before. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's like the official, what the official like company spotlight Mm. is for Endgame. Yeah, so, you know, maybe if you were on the fence, that might convince you now to actually go see it. Yeah, because if you weren't already. <laughs> You're like, oh, 22 movies? Yeah, no. so Marvel Movie News audience, if you were thinking, ah, maybe I'll skip this one, did that intrigue you? <laughs> maybe they're trying to get people who haven't seen them all in. They're like, this is the culmination, guys. Yeah. I think it's just to hype the, hype the press yeah. and stuff. Mainly, it's just like, remind people, like, there are 22 movies that led to this one thing, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it's funny, we talked about trying to watch them all, and I wanted to watch them all. <laughs> not before, maybe after I watch Endgame like the third or fourth time, but then not the first time. All, yeah, yeah, then I can go get back it in there. And, yeah, and do a binge. I want to. I, I just last like just today and like late last night started my my pre Endgame binge. Ooh. Um, no, I imagine there's some you're going to leave off of the binge, or you're trying to get them all in in the next uh, month. I mean, I don't watch them all actively. It's like, oh, I have to do some writing, so I'll put it oh, put okay. on these movies. But like, I I, I I do my check-ins with all of them. We've got a month to go. We've got some time. Yeah, I've actually been doing the same thing. I redid Thor Ragnarok. I redid um, Infinity War. Um, I started with First Avenger. Obviously not in order. Yeah, nice. Well... This might be a good time to tease something that we don't have a day for yet that we're actively trying to schedule to let people know. You beat me to my transition. Well, I didn't know you had it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> nice, um, but yeah, we are we are working on uh, just to, to to pre-hype you guys uh, getting in some some watch-alongs for not for everything. God knows we yes, don't. Yes, all kind of twenty-two time. movies. No, are you guys ready? Don't, don't commit us to in that. one sitting. It's going to be like eighty-seven hours. Don't commit us to that. <laughs> no, we, no. Can't. Um, we would but, love to, but we can't. Uh, yeah. But we're going to try to schedule out uh, watching the the three Avengers movies uh, up until so uh, the the Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Avengers: Infinity War. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll just sit down and watch it with you guys at some point. Um, so we'll let you know at a future date when that stuff is scheduled. My question uh, is, if we do that, can we bring snacks? Uh, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to bring snacks. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's they make popcorn here, too. Just don't. You're allowed this, to bring snacks in. This, this, Thank this, you. Thanks, Brie. Just, this <laughs> isn't an <laughs> ASMR podcast, so keep it away from the mics. <laughs> uh, at least it's not yet. Uh, but it's, one thing's interesting. Kevin Feige was talking about, because uh, he's doing all the interviews ahead of Endgame and everything and post-Captain Marvel, and he was talking to Empire Magazine, and he said that the, so he he named because, uh, you know, we've had phase one, phase two, and phase three. Uh, but apparently, all of those together are the Infinity Saga. So, this is just one saga. 
What Hickman level nonsense is this? <laughs> so we're gonna have twenty two movies in the second phase. Wait, so the next saga will be twenty two. Well, will be twenty two. I mean, saga, I actually yeah. don't know that you're gonna get any. Like, that's the thing. This is such a unique type of like thing. I don't even know that Marvel would do this kind of overarching thing again not not to this extent like and how could you how could you th- like to th- to find something else that would thread 22 movies the way the infinity stones have to like be dropped into like almost every film and like mm-hmm. be a part of it that just like mentioned it and then have all those things come together in one like big plot point is next to impossible. Yeah. So I doubt that they would be able to recreate it, but it's the way that you kick off with like a major saga and then you do like smaller ones where you'll have like six films that like connect into one. And yeah, like, I, I could see Doctor them, Who seasons. I could see them doing like, you know, Secret Wars, you know, big events, yeah. but not this level of, you know, like Secret you said. Secret Wars would be cool. Yeah. Anything. Do House of M. Sorry. Well, they, they have some properties that, uh, that that might help them with that. Yeah, which brings us into our next story which is like something we've talked about enough and there's not really anything groundbreaking about it but as of yesterday, today today no yesterday it was yesterday. yesterday at midnight it was yesterday when i was writing this disney officially owns 20th century fox and what? all of the things that come with that here we have a picture of like Toy story. walt disney immediately updated their corporate website and it's amazing that it's like they did it like that and if you look at it now deadpool is right there on their front page but you also have bart simpson up there Mm -hmm. i can't wait for the bart simpson deadpool robin roberts crossover you have avatar up there in the middle atlanta's on there but like basically disney is like Hey, look! Look at us! Look! Look at what we got! Um, it's just crazy to see Bart Simpson behind the Walt Disney Company. I know. Um, but yeah, so Deadpool, the X Men, the Fantastic Four, oh my god, are all back in Feige's toy chest. Oh my god, I can see. Oh, I just I'm waiting for a good Fantastic Four movie, and I can see that being done really well. The only thing I'm hoping is when they do things like X Men like some of the X-Men stories, those tend to need to have a little bit of a darker tone. And I'm not saying it needs to be rated R or anything like that. I just kind of hope they keep that darker tone a little bit more than, you know. I mean, I think the MCU has proved flexible enough that, like, if you look at the difference between, like, yes, you have lighter, fair, more family-oriented stuff like Captain Marvel, Mm -hmm. but you also have darker trending. It's still PG-13. It still doesn't, like, get into, like, crazy, like, gore or anything. Right. But, like, Black Panther was a very adult movie in that in that mm-hmm. it dealt with very serious themes and political things that are real, like real world topics sent, seen through the eyes of like superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you can still do that with the X Men. I don't think you need to go like grim dark to do that. No, but you absolutely can do not. the MCU's yeah. like version of darker, more serious storylines. They better not mess with Deadpool though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that stays rated well, R. Well, they, they have said that they are they are open to doing R rated films. So that's the Good. other part of it. Yeah. So you so it's not that those things that that that's out the window by any means. Um, and I was talking about this uh, with somebody the other day that I think that Deadpool. Um, so, so the other part of the story, uh, obviously, now they have the rights, but we're not going to get Dark Phoenix is still coming out. It's bef- it's pre, it's not MCU, obviously, but the earliest that we could get uh, by estimations of like people like with knowledge of the the companies and like all this stuff, the earliest that we might get an MCU X Men film would be twenty twenty one. 
Okay. Um, because That's basically, because they they haven't legally been able to do any development until yesterday, like literally the day the deal closed, and now they can start officially doing development. That doesn't mean that Feige doesn't have like notes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, ideas. Like, yeah. well, heck, well, we could do that. We could do that. But they weren't able to officially do anything until then. Right, like no script writing, no talking amongst no each other. No script writing, no hiring, no reaching out right. to actors or anything. Like no official business could possibly like be done legally. Um, so, but now they can. But I now, wonder... so now they're they're move, they can move forward. They can start like putting all those things together, writing deals um, for both X Men and the Fantastic Four. Unless my crazy theory, my crazy conspiracy theory that a Fantastic Four to Disney deal was already on the books before the merger. So they already had that planned out. They have actors for the role. I've talked about it before. My, it was my theory. Not that they necessarily had actors, but I already... I, I think Rolls. that they're based on like a lot of news stories that had been coming out for a while and what would make sense given like the Fantastic Four's like, failure in Fan-Fortastic. Um, I, I, it seemed like Disney had probably struck up a deal much like sony's deal with spider-man mm-hmm. for fox to let them deal do the fantastic four uh into the mcu with a similar licensing thing and distribution um but th- i my thought was that this was going to be a post credits reveal for endgame i think i remember right. you saying that yeah. yeah i love this theory because it, no, it be makes amazing. me happy but so it would have been something that was already in place but why like yeah, the the merger's coming, so people know that they're going to get Fantastic Four. But why tell people all, that, that it's coming if no. it's already a secret? Um, and then like you just like in one of the what I imagine are like seven post credit sequences in Endgame, uh, you see a uh, rock hand and one that stretches, <laughs> and then one catches fire, and then one disappears. Uh, and look, that's my know, theory. Now that the deal's done, there's a couple months to uh, film a brand new post credit scene for Dark Phoenix. That uh, you know, who knows how that ends? Maybe Phoenix destroys everything, and uh, you know who comes and picks up the pieces. So and uh, then I'm holding it. Phase four kicks off with Avengers vs X Men. Oh, does yes, that please? mean we're gonna get Quicksilver into the MCU, but with I, no one knows at this Evan point. Peters as Quicksilver? Yeah, I I, I doubt it. I think, I think they're gonna recast everyone. No, I, would say. I was yeah. thinking that, and I was wondering if they're gonna recast everyone, which maybe, except but Deadpool. except for well, yeah, you can't do that. Um, but I actually think um, so. This is like a with no basis for this. Sorry, no, I cut, you're I cut you fine. Off. You're fine. It was um, the same random thought. So I think that here's how I think they're going to introduce the X Men into the MCU via Deadpool. Um, so that's so. Uh, let me, hear I me like out on this that. theory. Um, you, you're not going to get rid of Deadpool. Um, it was too successful. It's the right in- incarnation of that character. Mm-hmm. But Deadpool is also somebody who breaks the fourth wall constantly. And I think you can literally go into Deadpool 3, whether you do X-Force, I think where you have to postpone X-Force or not. No. You do you do Deadpool 3, and he literally, like, drags a new Wolverine or, like, new <laughs> Professor X onto the screen and is like, we're doing this now. And then he just moves on with his movie. And then you just, and then like, or they become a part of it, and you do Deadpool Wolverine as a storyline. Use that to backdoor pilot the X Men for the MCU. Oh, that would so be like amazing. Deadpool. You can literally make him universe jump into the MCU and just call it out to the screen because that's the character, right? So I think that's the cleanest way to keep him around 
if you want if you want Deadpool in the MCU, that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, you can just keep Deadpool in his own little mini pocket universe, which also works. Yeah. It does, but I think that that would be really cool. And I just I really like this comment here because I that would be awesome. Is Dave's or Davies Golden Duck? I want to see Storm with Black Panther. Can we? I mean, it That's worked out so well in the comics. So sure, let's hey, go ahead. And, let's on. go ahead and do that. It's, but it would be fun. It would be to exciting. See. Just, yes, yeah. that would actually be fun. But uh, uh, Gamer Girl asks, "What does this mean for New Mutants?" I would say no one knows. Mm. The the current uh, rumor is that New Mutants will see a release on Hulu, um, yeah. in, sometime in the fall, probably around Halloween because it's a horror movie. Yes. Um, but yeah, I doubt it's with all the creative issues back behind the scenes and and with the merger, I doubt Disney's going to want to put a lot of money into marketing that. Yeah, and not to mention just like everything with distribution, and all that. And it'll now that they own sixty percent of Hulu, they can just put it out there and like make it a draw for their subscription services. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put it on Disney Plus because it doesn't fit that vibe. Yeah. But it totally fits with Hulu, and it's a it like. Hey, we got a big budget X Men movie on Hulu. Go pay your twelve dollars a month. Yeah, and I think uh, the movie will come out in some form or another. I think the idea that it's just going to get scrapped. I, I think that they they're far enough down the road that you know there must be a story that works to some extent. They just weren't thrilled with it, so I figure that. Uh, we're uh, going to see it. Uh, Joshua Wright in the chat uh, has a comment. I saw one theory that Eternals is actually a stealth X-Men project. They couldn't call it that yet. Uh, I, I love theories like that. I, I don't think that's accurate, I don't think but, so I, but I like really the way cool. he's thinking. Yeah. I love this kind of outside the box thing. That is an insane theory, and I'm about it. <laughs> um, but Game also, like, too. that would, if that was, but, like, that's the thing. If that was true, that would violate antitrust laws. <laughs> right, Yeah. yeah. I like Gamer Girl too. She says, I like that, Zach. Make Hulu the new Netflix for Disney. Put all the R rated stuff on Hulu. I think that's a great sure. idea. I, I, that's what I'm hoping it, yeah. it becomes. Like, I don't think there's any reason you can't. Like, I think that's where Disney is going to shut. Unless they decide that they're going to make a adults, an adult section of Disney Plus where mm-hmm. they put stuff like Alien and all of the Fox oh, yeah. movies that they now have yeah. the rights to. I think that's what's going to end up happening is that Hulu is going to be where all of the 20th Century Fox and more adults oriented content that disney owns is going to be available for streaming uh while disney plus gets the family friendly and like and like with that like pushing it's it, the boundaries of that because you obviously are going to have the like the more adult like disney films that still hit P- basically pg-13 yeah. disney plus is going to cap out at pg-13 and anything that's r is going to wind up on Hulu, which I'm hoping is where we get more of our street level heroes back, like mm-hmm. Heroes for Hire and, yeah. and all those guys. Which um, isn't isn't um uh oh my gosh the superhero that we're about to get out my brain is completely Shang Chi. Why is my brain not Shang-Chi. working? Shang Chi. Yes, Shang Chi. Um, isn't he? Doesn't he? Hasn't he worked with Heroes for Hire? Uh, at some point, it's that it's that time period where I'm, I'm sure he and Iron Fist uh, certainly uh, teamed up. I, I I would be shocked if they. Didn't. I can't remember the run, but I'm almost certain that he did yeah. for a time. But he's also I mean, Shang Chi has also worked movie, with but... Shang Chi's also been an Avenger. Like he's worked with plenty of different organizations because it's just he's a smaller character and he's one that like is available generally for writers to take on and like bring into new circumstances. So he's flexible in that way. I just think that would be fun. Um, just throw him, just have him like have him make the movie and then just have him pop up everywhere. That's sort of the the thing with Disney Plus that we might get. That's the sort of the fun of it is with all of this with Disney sort of like bring it all together and studios starting to make 
TV programs and miniseries, you can get stuff where they're making TV shows and then bringing in a character for a, a minute. Like, I want the Spider-Man. I want, like, you can literally just do a, a two-in-one the way, the, way, the way you used to do in comics, where you like, can do Spider-Man and Daredevil, and they have a, a one-off adventure, like an yeah. annual. Yeah. There's no right. reason you can't do that. I mean, like, there were two series. There was Marvel Team-Up and Two-in-One. It was Two-in-One was the thing in somebody, and Team-Up essentially was Spidey in somebody. And I, yeah, please do lots of that. Yeah. That's what I would I would like. love to see it. Um, some other news this week, that uh, some minor casting news uh, yes. for Black Widow. Uh, it came out this week. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Florence Poog, Poog or Pug, I'm sorry, I don't okay. know how, uh, who uh, most recently you would have seen, you might have seen in um, uh, the the wrestling movie Fighting With My Family. I don't think I saw that. Uh, it just came out. Oh, okay. Like a couple weeks ago. Um, she play, she's, uh, she's in that, and she is rumored to be cast in an unknown role in Black Widow. Um, young woman, pro- like, honestly, probably, like, if I was gonna guess on casting, probably just another member of the Red Room. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you're gonna have to, a bunch of, like, young female assassins that probably all have a similar, like, look about them, because mm-hmm. that's sort of what the Red Room was, was unleashing, like, agents into the world that all looked alike. Um, so, probably just playing a red room person uh and i i'm i can't say i'm very familiar with her work but mm-hmm. uh do you guys have any other thoughts on this no i'm just excited that we're getting more pieces of it because it makes me more excited to watch the movie in general because you're like oh okay so now i can put faces to what i'm gonna go see it just kind of hypes you up for it really yeah, yeah even though you don't know who anybody's gonna play just yeah, uh, it, it makes so it more tangible mm-hmm. you know you're like okay this is, you know, they're actually working on it. They're not telling us when we're going to see it, any of that, but mm-hmm. uh, that's great to know. And it's exciting just because, like, there's a part of me that, like, still, like, is like, are you really going to make a Black Widow movie? Like, I don't believe them yet. Yeah. Because they haven't officially announced. <laughs> right. Like, we only know all this stuff because of, essentially, press leaks and, yeah. like, mm-hmm. because of inside industry stuff. But they haven't officially announced any of this. Like, literally, they've, they haven't officially announced, uh, like, uh, like Doctor Strange 2 they're just like we're casting people yeah. for it or like we're hiring the writer and the director for it like that's it um, but they haven't like announced like this is it and it's coming out here and stuff like that I also just looked up how to pronounce the last name and it looks like it's Pew Pew? Oh, oh so I guessed okay. twice and was wrong <laughs> twice <laughs> good job Zach good thing we have Bree in the booth no, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. <laughs> well thank you Bree Anna um so, real quick, let's do a... We have a small Marvel TV time story. Then we're going to guitar riff. I know, it's the fun part. I... Well, we didn't plug in the amp. That's the problem, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. It's an acoustic I guitar. <laughs> I thought there wasn't an amp. Well, you got to be you able to hear have, it. Yeah, you you still have to get unplugged to figure out how to say the last name to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was you important wanna, information. If you want to vibe and then say it again, give me five seconds. <laughs> That's okay. We'll just move into the story. Um, so, this is... For any of our wealthy listeners, this may be of special interest to you. But uh, apparently, with uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist uh, having been canceled, those shows are going to be auctioning off a ton of their props and costumes in an upcoming live and online auction uh, from uh, PropStore.com. You can go to, to, if you want to know more, PropStore.com slash Marvel. Um, if anybody wants to be a benefactor of me, Zia, and Christian to uh, getting ourselves 
stuff like the mask that Iron Fist yes. wears. In That's like actually the... why I wore the shirt today for those on uh, YouTube. It's because I need that mask. I will wear it every week on this show if uh, somebody helps me pay and for look, it. And look, if you get cool props, we'll put it up here in the studio and everyone <laughs> can enjoy it. We're going to start a GoFundMe page. Yes, go go find me <laughs> for us to get Marvel. I imagine these things are going to be going very high. These are these can be really fun, uh, like auctions. Like it's I've I've seen these things before. They they it's like everything from like oh these candlesticks that were in the background of this shot or these books that were <laughs> in this scene, yeah. um, like costumes for every character that you can imagine. Like or you buy a jacket or you buy a, like a. A toy that somebody was holding, like every like a weapon, all of these things. Oh, the weapons could be cool. Yeah, um, just have a weapon wall but with like, all of them mounted. I can imagine that the that like Luke Cage's like bullet ridden hoodies are going yeah, to be that fetching would be a. Awesome. They probably have very... like a Mister Rogers closet just filled with them. That to be like, which one do you want? Oh my god! Because can you imagine how many takes and how many different ones they had to use? That's true. Um, it is sort of bittersweet because this does sort of like imply like, yeah, we're really not bringing these shows back. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even need the costumes. But yeah, you could you could buy the Red Daredevil suit. You could buy that. That's a thing. Could you buy it and just wear it around? I mean, if you're going to buy it, you better wear it. Yeah. Like a few of the things that they have just like on the list you could buy Misty Knight's bionic arm. Yes, please. I want it. <laughs> Wait, uh, I want it. <laughs> Star Drew has volunteered to knit me an Iron Fist mask. I will take that, and I probably won't wear it every week because it'll be itchy, but I will wear it on one show for the entire <laughs> show if someone knits me an Iron Fist mask. Oh, man, you could buy the Nelson and Murdoch sign. Oh, I do want that. Oh. Uh, the swear you jar. <laughs> you, you, can, you don't have to fight over it. You just have to spend a ton of money. Hmm. But anyway, if you guys want to check out yeah. that, more of that stuff. That's where I start selling um, organs to get props. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, uh, that's all really the news for this week. Yeah. Um, not, a, not a ton of stuff. Like, it's probably going to be a little slow as we build up towards Endgame. But I think that means it's time for Doom's Question Corner. Uh, which is way more was way more impressive to talk like that when I was in the booth. Right. And you couldn't see me. Now you can see me and it just is like, I feel self-conscious. That was perfect, Zach. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, these, so if uh, you guys haven't heard the show while we started this segment, this is our new segment where we are taking questions every week from you guys, the, the listeners. Uh, we want to make sure that we have a chance to talk to you as many weeks as possible. Last week was crazy packed, so we didn't get to it. But... To, to, to take your questions and talk about those things. So uh, let's start with one that I, I meant to talk about last week, uh, but we didn't get a chance, from Ashley Mar- Marchuka. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> since Captain Marvel officially came, when the sequel is green, uh, when the sequel is green, like, what villain would you like to see up against either Carol or Monica? I think I already said this last week, but I'm going to say it again because it'd be real cool, is um, Galactus. Interesting. I think that'd be really fun because Gal- he's like next level Thanos. Yeah, he he will eat your planet. Galactus, like <laughs> Galactus. I, I the only reason I don't want to see that is because I want like that. That Galactus is who I could see being our next like big. build up in a big yeah. like saga where you get you get the Fantastic Four and you do like I know you don't want to dive right back into Silver Surfer for the Fantastic Four, but like doing a Silver Surfer story. And then to bring Galactus in after that, like with his heralds, could be really fun. 
Yeah, I mean, Galactus, yeah, would be, you know, something that requires a a team up, I think. Yeah, but she uh, fails against him first and then comes back with everybody else. Mm. (laughs) Or she fights him or she fights him against another planet as he's like going to consume a different planet than Earth. And And then she comes to Earth and she's like, guys, Galactus is coming. Yeah. Uh, So that could be like she or she accidentally leads him back. The other question that, that has to come along with this is, is that like and we don't know. Uh, is the sequel going to be set post Captain Marvel and pre Endgame, or are we going to pick up after Endgame? I kind of hope it's after Endgame. Yeah, I think that that would be the smart money. But uh, obviously, there are what twenty years of stories to tell from yeah. you know, like where she's been and and True. you know how she wasn't aware of what Thanos was up to collecting uh, Infinity Stones, which most people seem to know, but she was very busy. So I'd like to know what she was doing, but I would be way more excited for something that is in the present uh, continuity. The thing that I could see is if it's, like, just following on what was in Captain Marvel, they seem to hint at a sequel that has uh, Ronan tracking Captain Marvel, where he's trying to capture her. So you could, like... That could be like your your like your more simple like it's not a big new villain, but it makes sense based on what happened in Captain Marvel um, that we pick up and see her having to deal with the fallout of what she just did with the the Kree Empire hunting her um, and try, while trying to protect Talos and the 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 Kree. But then you or and the scrolls. You could also in that sort of to me it's sort of a course correct and get in some more radical scrolls. In there, where you could deal more with the Kree Scroll War, as, as like the Kree Scroll War becomes more of the the bad guy in that circumstance, where you do sort of make it so that you, there, there are very evil scrolls out there that we have to look for, and that teases you towards a secret invasion down yes. the line. Because right now the scrolls seem like good guys to us, so a secret invasion feels weird. It's weird that mm-hmm. we've only met the good guy scrolls and yeah. and not the you know the sleeper agents. The yes, who I want most of all, super scroll uh, is who I'd yeah. be very excited to see. Uh, I'll wait, but I do want him. Yeah, that could be. Well. If we're going to pick up afterwards, I mean, there's no the Kree scroll war is not going anywhere. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, but so you could do that even post end game. Um, you could also. Uh, I was thinking the brood as like a random one. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, Carol has a history with the brood. That's uh, where her binary character came from. They they basically experimented on her and accelerated her DNA, and that's how she became binary. And the binary level of power is very consistent with this Captain Marvel. Ms. Marvel was never as powerful as Captain Marvel that we see in the movies. Uh, so... You know, it works, uh, but I'd actually, yeah, I mean, I, I, I to me, that's an X-Men story, so uh, I really want to see <laughs> The Brood and the X-Men, and I don't need that in the first X-Men movie we get, but uh, uh, Carol can come visit, though. I think that would be fun. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so some, uh, we, we got asked a bunch of uh, casting questions this week, and those are always fun. Um, and since we were talking about Disney and getting like a lot of their rights back and everything, uh, with like, there's, so there's rumors about Namor coming in for like Black Panther 2 and stuff like that. Do you guys have any thoughts on fan casting for Namor? Oh man. I'll kick it off because I thought about this. Uh, I would love to see Daniel Day Kim 
Uh, who, oh, from Lost. From Lost, oh. who played Jin. Yeah. Um, and Hawaii Five-0. Let's, uh, and Hawaii Five-0, yeah. but mainly from Lost. Yeah. Um, I think he would be a fantastic Neymar. He has a really good, he has a really strong presence. I think he, he doesn't play, I think he would play a more, like, MCU type of Namor, where he has a little, he can be a little more jokey, but he also can be extremely serious and angry. He put, if you if you're a Lost fan, you saw him get angry, yes, lots, and like so that kind of Namor, I I think would be would be wonderful for him. You know, because I know that uh, he can rock pointed ears well, I am actually going to say Ethan Peck, who is currently playing Spock on Star Trek Discovery, because I can <laughs> visualize him as. Namor, I can see it, uh, but uh, I don't have a, an actor that uh, that immediately you know, that I've been thinking about. Like, oh, if we ever get Namor, but uh, just just to get him would be amazing. Yeah. I'm in, I'm envisioning same sort of thing. I haven't like thought about it, but uh, Zachary Quinto, I feel like well, because he was be... Spock too. Yeah, well, because right. I had that thought before you said that. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can only cast people we've seen with pointy with ears. pointy ears. Okay. Duh. Or Lee, just do it do it with Lee Pace. He right, was so... in paint. Before, so you know, yeah, Ben yeah. Mendelsohn had pointy ears True. as a squirrel, so yeah, you know, put him in the mix. <laughs> he won't be green this time. Oh boy! Uh, but we've already seen him. He's he's the yeah, like he's like the I don't know not not director, but he's like a a, a, a an agent of Shield <laughs> in the nineties. Uh, that's who else? What else do we have? Um, uh, TJM Soccer wants to know uh, what do you think the MCU would look like if they had all of the rights when they started? So this is a really interesting question hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, go back to 2008. What if Feige had the X-Men? What if he had Spider-Man? What if he had the Fantastic Four? Like, had everything in the toy chest to start okay. off. And I would hesitate. I would... I would say that like I think that we might not have gotten the MCU the way we did. I don't think so. Um I think you would be leaning a lot more on Spider-Man. Like cuz here's the thing, there's still a sense of like, this is one of those things where you you make more with like having less. Because part of why we got Iron Man in 2008 was that Disney or not Disney at the time, but just Marvel Studios, yeah, Marvel Studios. was looking at Okay, well, we got we got to get in on we're Marvel. We got to get in on the superhero movies. Like we already sold off the rights to our biggest people, like Spider Man, uh, Fantastic Four is over there. Like, what are, what are we gonna do? Um, the X Men's like out of our control. All of our biggest names. So who do we have? Like we yeah. have Captain America. We have the Hulk. We have Iron Man who, and it seems crazy nowadays, but nobody knew who Iron Man was in 2007. No, I Unless think Unless you were a big Aussie fan, sorry. <laughs> sure. I think if they had everybody, uh, yeah, we we still to this day wouldn't have gotten an Ant-Man movie. He would have probably shown up in an Avengers movie. I think that Iron Man also would have shown up as an Avenger, mm -hmm. but not in a standalone movie. Not at first. Weirdly, yeah. actually, I think you would have gotten an, an Ant-Man movie faster because Edgar Wright was already in production or in like development on it in 2008. 
Really? Interesting. So Edgar Wright just liked Ant-Man right. and wanted to make an Ant-Man movie. He was already like, hey, can I do this? At Like when this all started. Well, and it was only because of the success of the MCU that his Ant-Man movie got shelved back because it was suddenly like, well, we're 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 doing all these things mm-hmm. now, and now we have this Avengers thing that we're doing, yeah. and it's a big project, and so Ant Man has to take a backseat because we don't want to focus on that. Um, so weirdly enough, you would have gotten Ant Man sooner, and you would have got probably got Edgar Wright's Ant Man, but I think you would have started off. It wouldn't have built the slow build that we got the way that it would have unfortunately hit more. I think like closer to what you saw with with Justice League, maybe not quite as as like trying to like speed it all up too fast but you because you would have started with spider-man you would have been doing x-men movies yeah. you would have been doing and like iron man and captain america would have taken a back seat those would have been like years away at that point so i think you don't get an avengers until maybe like 2016 like not with the core avengers group yeah yeah yeah, I think they still would have sort of structured, you know, the phases about the same. I think you still would have had, you know, a big Infinity War style event. It's just the players would have been completely different. It would have been a lot more like the, you know, the Infinity War, the Infinity Gauntlet, like comics, really. I think what you would have gotten is you would have gotten like Spider-Man pop- popping up in an Avengers movie or yeah. in, a, in an X-Men movie, like something fun like that or or rather the other way around. Like you would have gotten an X-Men character popping up in spider-man yeah um and then maybe you get like a hint of iron man and if people are interested then they make the movie well and then you have to think would casting be completely different like would we get would we get hugh jackman as wolverine still would we get um for ant-man if it was made then would we get paul rudd for ant-man so they didn't even have to think of it in terms of that they might be cast completely differently which is an odd thought who was it that was they were talking about casting instead of hugh jackman um, oh, it was supposed to be Doug Ray Scott. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think he passed, actually. I forget what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fascinating story. No one knew who Hugh Jackman was. Yeah. You know, so it's such, it was such an odd choice. That uh, musical guy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right, and I remember people being upset because he was too tall, and Wolverine is supposed to be shorter and stockier. I mean, But now you can't picture anyone else as Wolverine. I can't. Right. Jeez. Um, I wanted to jump in because in the chat, Sky Patterson has, he just basically regurgitated all these casting ideas for X-Men, so I want to go through them really fast. Uh, Ray Fiennes as Professor X, nice. Christoph Waltz as Magneto, Ooh. Janelle Monet as Storm, Ansel Elgort as Cyclops, Joel Egerton as Wolverine, Dylan O'Brien as uh, Iceman, uh, Schwarzy Ronan, I know I said her name wrong, as Jean Grey, that's his X-Men. So I like that he, he <laughs> cast all those people. Yeah. So Sarah, What was that, Brie? Sarah Ronan. I was close, it's right? Irish, it's gay, like it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Lady Bird Ronan, that's the one I'm talking about. Her. Uh, but anyway, I just, I liked the, the amount of uh, thought that he put into that. He's like, I got it all. Don't worry about it, guys. Um, but yeah, so that's like, that's really think, an interesting like thing to think about. Like, yeah. it, it's one of those things where sometimes you, you want to have, it, it, when you force people to work with less, they'll come up with even cooler things because they have to, to make it work. Yeah, I mean, and somebody in the chat was saying, how did anybody not know who Iron Man was? I mean, think about, like, you know, sure, I knew who Iron Man was because I read Marvel Comics. There are a lot of people who, you know, casually, like, yeah, they know who Superman is. They know who Spider-Man is. You know, they don't know that deep. People don't even necessarily know who Captain America is before these movies. It's something that I... I world. I'll have this, that, like, moment every couple of weeks when I'm having a conversation with somebody, especially these days as we get tors- closer and closer to Endgame. Because um, people are talking about Marvel, and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, this is... And I'll, like, say something, and they're like, 
wait, really? And I'm, it's the most baseline MCU thing, like talking about the Tesseract and right. like, oh yeah, and it had an Infinity Stone in it. They're like, oh. <laughs> like, did just, you even watch them? But, but the thing is, like, and in some cases, no. Like, yeah. that's the thing. We, this is our, our favorite thing. Like, these right. are the things that we love to talk you about. Just assume but you, that everyone else you knows. have to remember that not everybody does. And it's easy to forget because Marvel fans are so ubiquitous, like, you, everywhere nowadays. Yeah. And, like, the toys are in Target and, and all that. And it's yeah. crazy. It's weird to see Captain Marvel toys on the shelf and Black Widow toys on the shelf. It's weird, especially for me, to see Ant Man and the Wasp toys <laughs> everywhere. I spent years having to explain who in the hell those characters were to people. I will but, openly admit that before Marvel movies, I knew none of these characters. And, and I love Marvel movies now, and I love listening to podcasts like your guys' so that I can get more informed on everything. But I ha- I didn't read comics, so I didn't know anything. But what I'd seen, like X-Men, I knew because of the cartoon. Yeah. But it made of... you a fan out of it, and that's the cool thing. And now you know, but there are still people that, that don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my wife was pretty much where uh, you know Brie was before these movies, and that's how long I've been with her. These movies came out all while I've been dating <laughs> and, and then married to my wife. You know, she didn't know most of these characters, and and a lot of them, it's like, so what should I know beforehand? I'm like, eh, just see the movie, and then we'll talk afterwards. You know, so because it's kind of fun that way. But it is it is always interesting to see that kind of uh, like thing in front of you, where you're just like. Oh yeah. So Iron Man <laughs> Iron Man was a fairly minor character. Like yeah, in the comics he wasn't. He was like the he was one of the founding members of the Avengers, but people who didn't read the comics, which like not everybody yeah. reads comics, didn't just didn't know. There was also an Iron Man cartoon in the 90s. There was. Yes, there, there was. was. Yeah, I remember watching that. It wasn't very big. There was like, also the Fantastic Four cartoon. Yeah. I didn't watch Iron Man as a kid, like I I'll did. be honest. I definitely um, watched that. But like um, cuz it was on. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a thing where it's like other than reading comics, didn't know. Um, so now, so uh, th- I've gotten this question from a bunch. So we've gotten the fantastic forecasting question Whew. from a bunch of people, and That's so I felt one. I feel like we need to address it because like it's always a good question, um, and I feel like this is a cop out, but I want the main Fantastic Four to be mostly unknowns. Yeah. Um, it that's like. Because they they should feel they should feel like like think about Tom Holland as Spider Man like he's so good because you didn't know him you didn't have yeah. any attachment to him like Chadwick Boseman had been in a few things before like I had recognized him like yeah. I saw Forty Two yeah. but he wasn't a major player and like fan casting is usually going to come down to people that like everyone is familiar with um, I will say on the flip side of that I do know who I want to play Doctor Doom Shocker. Um, <laughs> But in that case, I actually think having, and this part of it, I think having a bunch of unknowns as like a, a, a young Fantastic Four, because I do think they should be young yeah. on the young side. Um, I guess Mr. Fantastic's a little older. But either way, I think them being on the younger side is not a bad thing um, in their 20s. But having a well-known, powerful actor in as in the role of Doctor Doom would make the disparity really interesting and really right. strong. And I think Javier Bardem is a perfect choice for Doom. Um, he has that evil, that powerful look like about him and like the gravitas, but he also is he also can play a good guy so that it, he he can play both sides of that character, I think perfectly. 
Yeah, I mean, I just off the top of my head, I was thinking that uh, it'd be great to see somebody like Liev Schreiber, even not necessarily as Doctor Doom, but I'd like to see him as a villain. You know, I think, uh, you know, as as bad as X-Men Origins Wolverine was, I thought he was really good as Sabretooth. So I'd like a do-over where he gets to actually be something in, in this new phase of the uh, MCU. Uh, just sort of thinking about that, but uh, I would welcome him as Doctor Doom, though. Uh, you know, just thinking about who he might uh, be able to be. Yeah. Um, Zia, did you have anyone for any of the characters? Oh, in that's Are you going to say Zachary one. Quinto again? Yeah, Zachary Quinto should definitely be Mr. <laughs> Fantastic because, of course. Gosh, I don't know. That's a really tough one. I would have to like sit and think about it and look through actors because off the top of my head, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is <laughs> the John. Do, I have to do research. There's the John Krasinski, Emily Blunt rumors uh, to play because, like, he had mentioned at some point that he would be down to play Mr. Fantastic, and she could be play um, Reed Richards, and, yeah. and then she'd they're they're Sue. married, and then yeah. Emily Blunt said like she would be down to play Sue. Um, which, like, I will say, as far as, like, known people goes, that could be really cool. Yeah. John Krasinski, I think, would play a, a great Reed Richards. He does have that, like, powerful... He does have a presence. Yeah. He is... He's maybe a little too funny to yeah. play a, a I, character who doesn't understand humor. <laughs> right. I don't know if I need Reed mugging for the camera quite that much, actually. That's but. the only thing, is that, like, Reed Richards is somebody who is... You could almost play him on the spectrum... The, the amount that he's absolutely into yeah. like it's something that like they never they never do that with the character but you could go that direction and it would be totally it would totally fit his persona to play him on the spectrum where he's just he's just focused on work and when he's focused on work that's all that's going on in his in his he can't even focus on anything else and that would also like lean into his the brilliance of his mind um so i'm excited about the potential of fantastic four absolutely. movie uh I, I part of me still hopes that they also do like know what Noah Hawley was planning for the Doom movie. Um, lots of things. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for Doom's Question Corner, a very appropriate way to wrap up. Of course, talking Doom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but thank you guys so much for joining us this week and every week here on Marvel Movie News. Be sure to rate, subscribe, uh, like, comment, all those things. Until next week, Christian. Where can everyone find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ and the uh, sister show that Z and I do over on the AfterBuzz Network, Marvel TV Weekly. On Tuesday, I did a special uh, sit down with uh, X Men creator, well, new X Men longtime writer Chris Claremont. We talked a lot about Carol Danvers, whom he wrote a lot. Some touched on very controversial things that happened to the character at the hands of other writers and how he kind of stood up for her. We also talked about some of the things he'd like to see from a uh, Disney Fox merger, uh, including uh, some interesting ways to incorporate uh, X Men into, say, Carol Danvers' life. So check that out. Uh, it's it's on YouTube and everywhere you would find all these shows. Uh, that's Marvel TV Weekly, and then regularly Sundays with uh, Zia here. <laughs> Zia, or can find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. It's X I A underscore Land. And I was not invited to the cool Chris Claremont interview, you so working. you won't see me on that. Was I was working. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. And also be sure to check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night, where we take fictional couples and we just decide what their love lives would be, even though they're from different universes. Like, what's this week when we talked about what if Scrooge McDuck and Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob got together? Oh, my God. That's the kind of stuff that I do with my life, guys. That's called Ships in the Night. All right, guys, this has been Marvel Movie News. Thanks for geeking out with us.
From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily